Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Trash Mobcast. It's a video game podcast with your friends. I'm Brandon the Bard, and tonight I'm joined by our friends John. Hi, Daddy. And Heather. Hello. Thank you for not calling me Daddy after that. I'm not uh, going to call you Daddy. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Also, fuck you, John. How's everybody doing tonight? I went to Muay Thai yesterday, and they beat the ever-loving hell out of me, Ooh. but it was very fun. I had some shrimp. Mm. That was it. <gasps> that was my day. I had shrimp. Well, I had to get some cat food, and the, there's like this amazing Cajun place like right next door, so I went and got shrimp after I picked up the cat food. So that was my day. Uh, I had Thai food. Dropped the moy off of there. I had Thai food just now. It was really good. Ooh. I got my usual. Actually, the only thing I ever get is Penang chicken, medium spice. Get if 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 you if they have it, get Thai iced coffee. It's fucking life changing. It's incredible. I have thai, thai tea. That's different, right? It's orange. Oh yeah, it's different. Not the same. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not coffee. But thai tea really good. <laughs> yep. Thai coffee is really good. Uh, bah mi sandwiches. That's Vietnamese, isn't Delicious. it? That's oh, Vietnamese. Is, is it? Yep. It's very good, though. Oh, the Thai place that I go to has it, so it's just in there as a thing. Yeah, uh, I've never had banh mi, but I'd love to try it. I've also had like I've I've never had Korean barbecue either. That's another like what? glaring Change hole that. for me. Change oh, it. Oh no, no, no! You need to come to New York, my good buddy. Mm. It's so I good. I know a place. John yeah, took me there. Ooh, man i'm a barbecue it's man expensive as fuck but it's real good we got to have the skin there i remember that place was so good the, the skin. skin yeah the skin just ask for the skin? skin uh pork skin i think i have no idea i think they literally just like we literally just bought like whatever the biggest meat plate was that they had we were just like whatever that's fuck like fucking yolo it was like eight of us yeah and they just kept bringing meat out and they just brought out like skin and everyone was like skin <laughs> they only called it the skin they didn't specify what it was they were, they were just like here's some skin and i was like Jeez. oh and they just they okay. just threw it on a little grill and we just waited for the food to be done and we all ate it and everyone was like holy shit this is so good i i feel like that's a character that a character did that in pretend wizards once like i feel oh, like there probably. was a skin merchant wasn't there a skin merchant 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 so here's here's the problem mm -hmm. is that zoe is so chaotic when it comes to stories that there probably was a skin merchant and i just straight up don't remember because there's so many things that happened in that story we also spent a year and a half in one area shout out to the people who uh if you if you listen to both this show and pretend wizards remind me if there was a skin merchant uh reach out at uh trash mobcast on twitter and let me know because i i feel like i'm i can't just be conjuring that out of my brain out of nowhere i'm pretty sure there was a skin merchant that i think it had to do with um what's his name uh the guy who had the cleaver i can't think of his name morty his name was also was morty. morty oh was it yeah <laughs> Yeah, Zoe just used the name twice. Once, well, once was Mortimer Krim, and once was Morty the Butcher Fat Man. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, I guess you know more than one person can be named Morty. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you repeat names in your D and D fantasy world? I know, right? Um. All right, so let's You've broke my immersion. We have a giant week coming up. 
Uh, I'm not sure if you knew. So we got we got N Walker coming out tomorrow. It is actually N Walker Eve. Um, yeah, but it's we got early access. Early access. Okay. Uh, we got Halo the campaign coming out next week, and we have oh shit, that's next week. It's next week, and we also have Whoa. Destiny Two, uh, big big giant changes drop thing with uh, the 20th anniversary, 30th sorry, uh, Bungie themed gear. Um. So a lot to talk about in our like direct like our main game bullshit uh, is coming next week. So and also I'll be in Vegas for almost all of it. Uh, Ooh, um, I'm kind of jealous though. Like I'll be honest with you, the video games are exciting, but Vegas is so much fun. Not gonna lie, I'm a little salty. Like my wife was like, "You want to take a fun trip for my birthday?" And I was like, "Fuck, bring a laptop, easy." Oh shit! Bring the Xbox, plug it in <laughs> the hotel room. I I did. Honey, you have fun in Vegas. I'll stay in the hotel room and play my video games. Well, so fun story. I have uh with Xbox the cloud now. All I'm bringing is my controller. So I'm gonna bring a Series X controller, and uh if I need to do anything, uh which you know need is a fun way i can i can do that there but i can log in real quick just to knock a couple things out as a suggestion do you Mm -hmm. have an apple tv no the only apple products in my home are our phones and my watch everything else is not apple the reason why i was saying that is because you could stream your apple your phone to your tv in theory using xcloud to play on the hotel tv they might have i'm sure it's vegas and we kind of splurged on the hotel they probably do have some nice shit in there so we'll see well their tv will be set up so it probably doesn't let you remote stream to it but they usually have an open hdmi port that you just use Hmm. i am gonna bring my switch but that it's not helpful for anything but obviously nintendo games can't watch netflix on it you could just mod your switch and put I would do that it's a pain in the ass yeah i wouldn't want to i used to jailbreak all the iphones before like the iphone 6 or something yeah and it was just uh, it was a nightmare just trying to keep track of everything and the, all the shitty updates that you got to worry about not getting uh anyway let's get into some of the stuff here um do we want to get bullshit out of the way first B- like fun bullshit or do we want to talk about like our main games and like doesn't matter to me i will only say that we should skim the top of our main games and maybe not go so in depth on them as we did with the halo multiplayer reveal where we broke down every gun down to the bare screws we didn't even get deep enough for me if you're at, if you're <laughs> if we're being honest yeah and you guys won't really be able to give a lot of input on on M. walker anyways because neither of you are that far but I will have questions. Okay, so since it is actually Endwalker Eve, uh, Heather, go ahead and just go ahead and just go off, go off, homie, about okay. what's what's going on. Well, um, I'm anticipating not sleeping tonight because the <laughs> servers will go up at 4 a.m. I'm going to try to go to sleep for it, and um, I'm going to go to sleep the moment that I press download on the patch and hope to God I can get sleep. But servers come up at 4 a.m. Eastern, and mm. basically, like, since I'm all caught up on MSQ, I can immediately 
continue the story. We are, for people that don't know, in M. Walker, we are going to the moon, which is a big Final Fantasy IV reference, which I am very excited about. Like, I've never played, wow. I've only played like, a little bit of four, but going to the moon looks amazing. And they've shown off what some of the creatures look like on the moon. And there's like, um, I'm not going to get into anything spoilery here because I know you guys aren't caught up and we probably have some sprouts in the audience, but uh, there's going to be a very tall, lanky cactar and Ooh. he looks like he's made out of a bunch of twigs and the internet is having like a heyday with him. Uh. And, um, <laughs> we're also going to be getting two new classes. We're getting a sage, which is the healer. You're basically like... A lot of people are saying they're like the Gundam healer. Um, it's my understanding they kind of work like Ana or Moira in Overwatch, where you do damage in order to heal people. And okay. we're also getting Sage, which is a new melee DPS. And they're going to obviously, yeah, I mean, not, yeah, Reaper, Reaper, there we go. Um, Reaper's our new melee DPS. Uh, it's my understanding they're going to kind of be like a buff class. Like, it sounds, they're not going to be quite like Samurai. It sounds like they're going to be more like Dragoon, where they offer like a decent amount of damage and they can also buff the party. So they're not going to be a selfish DPS. Um, they use the damage cool. that they do and redirect it to buffs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I think cool. that's how it's going to work. I haven't read too much about it. It's my understanding that for Reaper, you're going to be filling up a gauge. And then once you have your avatar gauge filled which is where you pull out your little reaper guy he's like a little creepy spirit with a hood that follows you around i think (laughs) that when you're in that form is when you can give your buffs i'm not entirely sure i haven't like studied too much about it because um in our in my group that's doing the raids uh i'm going to continue to be a ninja main unless the job is like garbage then i'm going to go red mage but the plan is for me to be ninja which is also it's kind of similar to reaper like i'm also going to be like a buff melee and um one of someone else in our group is going to be reaper but i'm really excited about the job i am going to play it casually because it looks amazing the the outfit looks like you're um a bloodborne hunter which makes Ooh. me really oh, excited oh god Hell what yeah. else is there going to be new like um like combat zones and such like with Oh yeah. So like the moon is it going to be like a is there going to be like a hub area on the moon and then it's going to be like explorable zones or is it going to be like an end goal get to the moon kind of thing? We don't know exactly when we're going to the moon, but there's going to be I think five or six new zones. We don't know what all of them are. One of them is uh Charlea, which is one that is really lore relevant. They they're like attached okay. to the scholars and um, I think Astrologen is also attached to them. It's a big, like, scholarly place that's kind of a neutral zone that doesn't want to get involved in the wars that are going on. We're also okay. going to, I think, like, Thavnar is one of the regions we're also going to. That's, I think, where Dancer is from. And we've also seen some, like, other closer clothing items uh, that refer to them. The oh, cool. rest I don't remember. I know a lot of them are relevant to stuff that we've already heard about throughout our time in 14. Uh, the yeah. only really new thing, I think, is the moon. Is there anything that's worth jumping into this expansion immediately? Or if, like, let's say for me, like I'm sort of casually playing it whenever I kind of just want to jump on. 
Um, is there any reason to sort of get into this right now, or do you think it's fine to just keep playing wherever you are and kind of just be fine with that? And can well, you if, if you aren't caught up yet, um, don't rush it. Like you, if you care just about raiding, the new raid tier will not be out until like I think six point one. So I think it'll be. Towards the end of December, I know the Savage tier will be yeah. January, and our new Ultimate will be a bit after that. So there's no rush. Um, if you got, if anyone out there is not caught up on the MSQ and Shadowbringers, don't worry about it. Like just the content's not going anywhere. People will always still do the old shit. So just take your time. Unless you're planning on being like day one hardcore raider, there's no reason for you to rush. Yeah. Do you know if there's any talk about, like, you know, I always see, like, I remember my roommate dying over getting new housing. Are they going to be expanding that stuff? Or yeah. Or is it still kind of the same? We're getting oh, a new, are. we're getting a new housing area. Um, it's, Ooh, I don't remember the, the name that they're giving it, but it is an Ishgard, which everyone has really wanted since like the dawn of time. It's the, the heavens word area. So it's like this glue, yeah. the really gloomy, snowy area. Um, they're also going to be redoing the way that you can get a house because before you would basically have to camp at a house for 24 hours clicking a placard. Now they're going to do a lottery system so people don't have to give up their lives to get a house. So, Oh, so it's like you put yourself into the lottery and then if, if it just happens to open up, you have a chance of getting one? Yeah, I believe the way it will work is you'll be putting a deposit. So you you pay for the house right then. And if you don't get chosen, you get your money back is my understanding is how it'll work. Oh, that's super nice. Seems that's reasonable. actually really, really nice. Yeah. Because I remember when they were trying to get it, it was like absolute like abject horror. Because it was like literally what you were saying. It's like, oh, like you and a bunch of friends have to take shifts clicking on a sign, mm -hmm. hoping you get it. And if you don't dunion rings like yeah I, I read like drama of like guilds that had a house and then they lost it because a player just decided that they didn't want it anymore it's like yeah that it sucks it's a mess i'm glad that they're changing that because i think it'll kind of i mean it'll never resolve the issue of there never being enough houses because unless they do instance houses there will there will never be enough houses for everyone but on that I note don't know why they don't do an instant house uh, it probably has something to do with the old coding, the old coding that was in 1.0, because there's a lot of garbage in this game that they could fix, but they can't do anything about because it's built on an old system, so they can't really do anything about it right now. Yeah. But, um, but sorry, I interrupted you. Oh no, I was just going to say on the note of housing. One thing we are getting an M Walker, which I am very excited about. Like it, we're getting basically stardew valley or like harvest moon we're getting you get your own like little personal farm i don't think it's going to be in depth as in depth as housing but but you can customize it to an extent and i think that your minions will be able to like freely roam around and we don't have all the details yet but i'm super excited about it that seems that's really, really cool. fun like, especially like the minion stuff because i feel like minions are cool but you like buy a whole bunch of them and then like you know, 99% of them sit in your inventory and only the one that you're using is out. Yeah, that's accurate. So, so that'd be fun to like put them around your like little farm or something. Yeah, I'm gonna have all the cats out. <laughs> little cat farm. Yeah, I'm so excited. 
So, Brandon, do you want to gush about Destiny update news? Well, are you done with Endwalker? Is there any, uh, before we move on to that, is there any, like, any else, anything else you're excited about or anything that you want to tell other, perhaps, Sprouts, like some tips? Like, I saw the one tip you put on Twitter, which I thought was very nice. Like, when you're in a new zone and you can't fly yet, the best thing to do is use uh, Cloud's motorcycle because it's the fastest land mount. Yes. Um, there's, I guess there's not really too much else I can say without getting into spoiler territories. I'm very excited about, um, we're going to have a new raid tier. Like it's been a long time since we've had one of those. So because of the pandemic and the, the expansion ending, uh, I'm also very excited about the new ultimate, which is dragon song ultimate. I won't say who we're fighting because it will be a story, story spoiler, but, um, in terms of tips, just try to sleep get up and walk around the game will still be there don't kill yourself to get through and walk quickly the the content's not going anywhere so there's there's no rush i'm only rushing because i'm going to be doing week one rating but the general public doesn't need to worry about that so just please take your time please, heather get as much sleep as you can i will uh, you know, i have g die. fuel i have coffee i am gonna i'm gonna eat <laughs> and use the bathroom so i'll, I'll take care of myself <laughs> So speaking of content not going anywhere and the thorns that 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 I feel every time you say that about your your main (laughs) game, a lot of the Destiny 2 content did indeed go somewhere and I can't play it anymore. But next week, we're getting a bit of a doozy in Destiny uh, that I'm pretty excited about. First thing, um, I have just a little bullet pointed list here. Uh, I'll go down that. First thing is they're nerfing abilities in PvP across the board because it's pretty wild they've basically destroyed hunters hunters are just a they're just bad titans now well which is very upsetting that's that's debatable hunters had like one move that was just ruining everything and it was the shatter dive with they added basically they added freezing to the game uh, a new ability called stasis it's like an elemental ability of like freezing and hunters could just do which is like the ninja sort of assassin-y, um, agile class they added that to them which shatter dive is you freeze something and then you just do a quick swift dive and it's just an explosion that destroys everything in its wake and that's been kind of ruining the crucible uh in to various degrees since stasis came out last year um well it's like my my criticism of stasis has always been they turned every single character in destiny 2 into may and expected it to work fine. May? Is that an Overwatch reference? Overwatch. Yeah, oh, yeah. Overwatch. Okay. There's a character, May, who has the ability to freeze people, and it sucks a lot. No one likes that ability. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone hates May. What happened was, over the course of the year, they kept adding different adjustments that you could make to Stasis as a class, called as- Aspects and Fragments. And over the course of the seasons coming out, you could add these little things that would change your class in sometimes subtle, sometimes huge ways. But when the class first came out, it didn't have any of those. So you had to wait till those were earned. So they shipped the class super hot. Uh, for one, it was like their showcase thing for the season. It was like their big selling point. And for two, you didn't have all these little adjustments that you could tack onto your class. So it felt really kind of underwhelming. So what they would do is they'd they had released the thing. It was way too broken, so they had to reel it back in a little bit. And then it felt fine. 
the next season would come along and then boom we got more aspects we got more fragments it's broken again and it was just an entire year of fly fishing without like without crazy i'm I'm doing a fly fishing motion for the people who are listening which is everyone but, but the two people i'm talking to right now but um so it's just like it never felt like a it was in a good place until i'll say probably next tuesday and everything will be relatively more balanced um that was a huge tangent but uh i will say does that does that seem to ring true for you john by the way as a person who also played destiny so like that's that's part of the reason so destiny for me was a lot of pvp content before yeah. i started raiding a lot more um but always i felt i wanted to fall back on the pvp content because that's where like you know the most fun can really be had on that game on a solo player same um and i really like i was already pretty cautious about stasis because i was like i don't know if this is going to work super well and the pvp stuff's going to be really bad and i was really like apprehensive about it and then it came out and it completely broke the game for me um again i had destiny's life was doubled for me specifically because i found a new group of friends to play it with and Winky those people face. were very fun and being able to raid with both uh the people i raided with before and then with the the titan uh clan was absolutely incredible and it really kept pushed me to keep playing but as the content started to dip and the game started to show its kind of ugly head it was <laughs> like okay i gotta i'm just gonna go play other things at this point because like them removing content from the game feels bad uh the stuff they're doing with the class changes i think is interesting but I'm hesitant because they they made stasis and it was so bad. And now they're like overhauling the classes in ways that some of them make a lot of sense and they're really good. And then other classes, like the hunter stuff, the hunter dodge is basically completely obliterated. No, it's not. It's it's really not. I, I'll, I'll, I'll explain a little more, but it, it's just keep going. Sorry. The thing is, is that for, for me right now, I'm not playing the game and I'm yeah. not playing the game until because I don't want to say it's not busted until the damn patch comes out yeah and i see it in play mm. i'm not gonna go on the defense for them and i'm just gonna assume they're gonna make a broken product because they have yet <laughs> to make a good one that's fully functioning that they're not like let us walk back some of the things we've done yeah. because that feels like since they left activision 90 percent of their decisions are oh sorry we need to walk this back a little bit for sure what they've done is they've sort of power creeped all the abilities in the crucible so you're barely shooting your guns anymore. You're just kind of cleaning up with your guns and the majority of the fights are done with abilities. So grenades, yeah, weird melee stuff you can do, your supers. So what they're doing is they're trying to rebalance in a way that your abilities have to be more built into with mods and your armor and whatever and your exotics. Um, and they're short, they're like lengthening the cooldowns for a lot of them. They're shortening some that are going to be like more... They're basically just trying to avoid one-hit kill abilities um, in the Crucible because it's not as interesting. Um, and it's not as much... You're not, it's not a shooter anymore at that point. It's like a weird magic shooter, I guess. I was going to say how like Overwatch was all built around ultimates. Like That was less about like shooting and stuff. Yeah, That's the thing. is that I feel like Destiny is going to get to the point now 
they're changing the abilities, but I actually think that they're going more towards the direction of what Overwatch had, and it's not going to be for the better. Because there's stuff that I was like talking about, like I theory crafted some stuff with the idea of like self damaging yourself to specifically get super. Because if they don't think people are going to do that, they are very dumb. So this oh, that was answered. <laughs> Kevin Yana has answered that one. He's one. He's the senior oh, ability really? lead on uh, on Destiny, and he actually answered that that will not be a possibility. Uh, that uh, they've looked into that specifically, and then he also followed it up with, "Now I'll be sure to eat plenty of crow when when inevitably the player base finds something that they can exploit." But since they've rebalanced and reshuffled some things, they're able to make like changes a lot more on the fly than what they I'll used to be. I'll believe them when Telesto works. <laughs> it's working just fine, baby. Telesto is just fine. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, Telesto is a gun that they've had in in Destiny. I think just Destiny 2 was yeah, it, it is. one? I don't remember. It is Destiny 2. It uh, came out for in one of the raid yeah. layers in year one. So that gun has repeatedly broken the game in so many shirt. different fantastic ways. <laughs> I have a ways. Telesto shirt. <laughs> That's about how broken Telesto is. There's literally a thing that Bungie puts up a thing that says days since Telesto has broken our game. Yeah. Uh, and they've reset the counter this year alone, probably three or four times. There's wow. a running joke that there is a guy whose job it is to manage Telesto, <laughs> which I mean, they have a lot of people now. They might literally end up getting one. It's just such a weird, unique weapon that like it always finds like any exploit uh, that can happen. You can use the gun to find it. I was just going to say, coming into some of the stuff that's going into this game, do you think they're really going to put Halo stuff in this? I'm not sure. Okay, so we from that, I guess we can get into uh, the the anniversary edition of, and what's dropping actually next week. So next week, we're getting a, a brand new dungeon and a brand new six-player activity. Um, the dungeon, I believe, is paid content. The six-player activity is free to everyone. Yes. Um, and you get bonuses if you pay. Yes. On the six player activity. Yes. There's like a bonus, uh, I believe a cosmetic chest that can drop, uh, that you get if you are a paid user to that, uh, activity. Um, and it's six player activity. Uh, I guess, I don't know. It's hard to bring that. I guess it's just like a match made dungeon is what we'll call it. That or a match made raid almost where it's, it's not really um mechanic driven it's just like an activity that you go through with with other with other people it's just a quick it's usually like 10 to 15 minutes long and it's usually something that you can get a group of people together and there's different steps that you can achieve during the the mission you don't need to communicate uh, you you just need to yeah. get it done together uh it's 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 a good way to sort of like find a group if you don't have one or if you're short people that you can't raid you can just hop into that and get some you know get some gear grinded out or whatever um but all of the those are both uh the the dungeon actually is uh it's themed on the loot cave which um yeah. oh, no. is a it's it's a very fun thing uh so like in destiny one there was like a, a exploit that everyone was using called the loot cave where you could just go in and farm this one hive knight and get like just it would just rain loot on you for doing so and they're taking oh, that no, it was just shooting into a hole that's all it was I never oh, did you oh you never did it I saw that oh, well, yeah, no, I did it you I did know it. what it is okay oh, yeah, I did it I did it a little bit I had friends who like did it for hours and days and days and days and completely broke destiny yeah like wide open but what it was is there was a zone 
where there just happened to be a cave that would spawn a lot of enemies and the gear drop on the enemies was really good. Mm-hmm. So you would just stand in this hole and just shoot and it would just constantly kill enemies for hours and hours and hours. And then you just run up and you'd get exotics, legendaries, wow. everything. And then you just break them for shards or whatever you needed. And people just completely broke the game's economy by just shooting a hole, farming loot cave like crazy. So they're um, taking that and- concept and they're, they made a dungeon around it that is based on heaps of treasure and like pirates and shit. I've heard it's supposed to be pretty funny. Like they put a lot of like Easter eggs from like old Bungie stuff in it. They've got like armors that are based around old Bungie products. Like, I think it's cool. There's no Oni armor, which made me very upset. There's actually, there's Oni stuff. Um, but, uh, no, but I want an Oni themed (laughs) armor. Yeah. Because that goddamn game was so cool. I own it on PS2. I loved it when it came out. It doesn't play very well. I understand that. But I really like the idea of it. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, there's also on top of all that, they have so so the the twenty the the anniversary, not twentieth anniversary. I keep mixing it up because it's the twentieth anniversary of Halo and it's the thirtieth anniversary of Bungie. Uh so the the gear that they're they're giving out is bungee themed. So you're gonna get stuff from all of their previous games. There's like a sword from and a and I think a grenade launcher from Marathon, which I'm not going to, I'm not going to front here. I only know Bungie from Halo and Destiny. So like, I've never played any other other stuff. That's like 90% of their community. Exactly. I would so, I mean, say like, 98%. <laughs> I'd say so. Cause I mean, they've been very, very focused on what they've done for the past 20 years. Um, so like, I'll look at this shit and I'm like, I don't recognize it. And then I'll be like, Oh, there's some needles in that Titans armor up on the top right like uh on one of his pauldrons you can see like straight up just needler needles from from halo um on the warlock his bond which is like a thing that the warlocks wear on their arm is a halo ring and he's got like his other arm is like arbiter from halo 2 like the armor like yeah. uh plating and stuff on there um and then there's just like a it's, bunch of cool pins on the titans on the, the uh, uh hunter's like shirt or whatever the thing is, I think it would be very weird of them to advertise this 20th anniversary or whatever 30th anniversary and surprise us with Halo stuff. I would much rather they put that front and center. Yeah. Because it gives people more of like, honestly, it would give me more of an incentive to buy it earlier than buy it day of. And now I'm not, I have to wait and try and get through like crazy ass cues. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I heard now. Oh, there's Master Chief armor in it now, and it's like, oh, now I want to play it. And it's like, well, the thing is, is lame. there's the cues are going to be fucked anyway. Uh, but oh yeah, I'm I'm bank. All right, so there's there are rumors that there is going to be some like a potential like a bigger Halo tie-in with I believe that, that it's called that. Well, that what people are thinking is it is an exotic like not an exotic, it is a universal ornament for your helmet. So people are thinking that it's going to be like Master Chief's helmet. Oh, which, that's fun. Yes. So, I mean, and I can't think of many other things like an elite helmet would be really cool. Um, but I mean, like if you're, if you're they talking about enemy themed armor anymore, that was destiny one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, they've got plenty of Vex themed armor. 
and they've got... I know, I'm just being a shit. All right, I'm just going to nerd out about it for no reason. <laughs> well, actually, they have... Uh, so... You're like, let me tell you about how... <laughs> I know all about the armors. But uh, I'm sure this is very fun for you, Heather. We're almost done. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Like, I, I've played like Destiny a little like here and there throughout my life. So, I mean, it's not like I'm completely in the dark of what you're talking about. For sure. You can tell that to my Sprout, who's just standing there looking at all your cool mounts and shit. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I just uh, I just attacked a level 12 monster and I almost died. <laughs> um, okay. Um so that's that's kind of it for what's coming up with destiny i'm i'm pretty excited about next week uh vegas notwithstanding um and i'm gonna have a one one day to play it before i hop on a plane but we'll get to that shortly uh and then the other big thing coming next week is the halo infinite campaign is dropping which you can only play solo until february i'm kind of okay with that though like you know i thought about it and i was really excited about playing the campaign with like a friend or two but then I remembered, I don't know if this has ever happened to you guys, but have you ever played a game with a friend, like, cooperatively? Yes. Like, ever? Yeah. Well, yeah, I've played 14 in Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this happened to me, and maybe and maybe this didn't happen, but... So when I played the Destiny 2, uh, like, game, I played with some friends, and they, like, didn't care about the story, so they were just talking to me. And Nightmare like I missed out on the me. whole story yep. Couldn't handle of what was it. going on. I had a great time with my friends, but realized they weren't there to learn about the story. And like for me, Halo, like I care about the story and I want to know what's going on. So the last thing I need is someone to be like, look at me, teabag this fucking week. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I play any kind of multiplayer things like that. I played through, uh, you know, shocking surprise. I love stories. It's like, it's like my favorite thing. I'm a real life bard, but I play through everything I can single player first, just to get the story out of it. And then my friends can teabag whoever they want and I'll join in and it'll be fun. Um, but for the story, I kind of want to experience that for myself the first time like even like that's with everything i want to go see I, I go to the movies by myself it's a if it's a really important one and if it, if i could pay to not have anyone there with me <laughs> i would do that too uh because i just uh just other people can so easily ruin my experience uh which is one thing about the pandemic that i've enjoyed is that if something comes out right away i could just watch it in my house and boom it's done i don't gotta go to the movie theater that was a big big rant but yeah, I'm not upset that the campaign is going to be solo at first, but I mean, probably only going to play it once or twice or it's supposed to be sort of an open world thing. I hate that. That's the only thing I don't like about Every, it. Everything's open world. Yeah, I know. I know. We're going to be sorely missing uh, co-op, I believe, right after the campaign is over. Um, but uh, the I, I've because they they've had a couple of people uh, that I pay attention to played like the first four missions of it uh and they've kind of uh i I watched skill up talk about it i'm a huge skill up fan and uh paul tassie wrote about it um and it seems like the missions themselves are pretty much halo as we know it so you're gonna you're gonna queue up a mission you're gonna play through a linear mission and it's just gonna be you know what we're used to uh, and then everything sort of in between there, you just kind of get to play around in the sandbox. So 
That sounds yeah. fine to me. I don't mind running around a, a, a Halo ring just killing Covenant or whoever the, the I can't remember the banished is what they're called. The real thing for me is just as long as the game keeps a consistent pace. And one of the things that I really admire about the Souls games is that they're they're like sort of open world games, but they kind of guide you down a path. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that Halo does a similar thing. I don't want a game that I have to set a waypoint. If I have to start up Halo and it has to have me set waypoints to every single place I want to go, that might actually burn the whole game for me. Halo's community That's... website is called Halo Waypoint. It's like the oh, game no. that started the waypoints. Blake. Sure. My favorite way of doing waypoints was um, in Ghost of Tsushima. Like, you didn't even have to see a stupid-ass thing on your screen because the wind would just gently guide you. And I think Elden Ring is doing something similar with, like, a little beacon of light will be, like, very subtly kind of guide you where to go. So you don't have to see, like, what you would if you were playing, like, Skyrim or something where there's a waypoint everywhere, like a, a compass and all sorts of shit. Yeah. I I think I like the compass approach because personally, like I tend to zone out when I'm just traveling in a video game and I'm like, let me just do that. (laughs) Here's the thing. I would say something like a fallout or a Skyrim. I actually enjoy those games a little bit more. Uh, Grand Theft Auto four. I liked a lot. And like, I normally bounce off of open world games pretty hard. But the thing that I liked about those games is that there's, they have things that are going on in the world as you're traveling. Yeah. So, like, you're going from point A to point B, but you might stop in two or three places while you're still going there. Because you're like, oh, look at this Nuka-Cola building. I'm going to go into that. Or, oh, there's this weird cave. Let me go see this thing. Or, oh, look at that. There's a vampire killing this random dude. Maybe I should help them. Like, there's all these cool things that are going on in those worlds. And, like, sometimes it's really bad. And they're like, there's oh, there's a dragon. It's glitched out. And it's inside of a tree. (laughs) Or, or like, Fallout 4, where, like, um, it doesn't make sense to keep being doing stuff all of the time because you're desperately trying to find your child and you're like i guess i'll have sex with this reporter lady i guess i'll <laughs> like go do this other shit i guess i'll i'll build a bunch of shit like, I, yeah. like it has to make sense within the story for it to work for me yeah and like my fear with halo is that they're gonna make this world and it's gonna be big open world and really dynamic and crazy but it's going to be get in warthog drive for five minutes to the next area and it's like a glorified loading time and that's my concern from what people have said that's the case (laughs) so i think that's probably going to be a problem um because there's not they said the world is just kind of barren which makes sense because story-wise i'm pretty sure it was just a facility that and uh, surrounding area of space that was managed or whatever by unsc and the banish just came in and kicked everybody's shit in. So, uh, and it's it's barren. But um, I guess we'll just we'll just see how it feels. Uh, but that's one thing we can look out for is perhaps maybe not not the ideal thing, and maybe they learn the wrong lessons from open world games. But I don't know. I just I'm think a- that games don't need to be open world. I think that no. too many. I think too many developers see this open world thing and really want to make that. And I think that things like Assassin's Creed. I think the Assassin's Creed franchise could really do really well by removing their open world. 
I agree. I, I, I can't beat those games because they're too long. It's like, I'm, I'm excited for Elden Ring, but it's like, I trust FromSoft to not do a shitty open world. Yeah. But the, but the problem is, is that what happens if they, they do? And then it's like this incredibly amazing game that you're really hyped for has this really poopy open world. And that's my, like, you know what? I'll fucking come out and say it. Breath of the Wild has a fucking bad open world. It's oh, really I liked bad. it, but I, I just liked doing stuff for myself, but I understand people not liking but, it. But that's the thing, is if you do things for yourself and you're just having fun, any game is fun. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. And Breath of the Wild has some goofy mechanics that you can have some really, like, some weird fun with, but still, the world itself is relatively empty. And, yeah, I understand. And that's my... my my criticism of all these games that have these open worlds that I think they do a really like ghost of Tsushima. The world is absolutely gorgeous riding around on your horse. Absolutely amazing. But the, like the ability for them to do that could have been, you could have taken that entire thing out of the game and just made it a game where you go point to point to point to point to point. And I think the game would not have lost anything. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I liked Ghost of Tsushima a lot, but I agree. Like, it's Ghost of Tsushima is not even that big of a game, and it wouldn't have been hurt not being an open world game. Yeah, and I think that Halo would have done better by not being an open world game as well. Like I said, at least it's not a looter shooter. Could you imagine would needing it, to get us? Even, is it not? Like, there's literal, like, they have parts of looter shooters in Halo with the armor specs. Like the whole armor thing is like you every bit of it is cosmetic. No, like you you literally find pieces. Oh, like the grappling hook is like a that's piece more, you find. Yeah, like, it's more RPG though, like standard bullshit. Where by the end, I, of, I my, think by the end of the actual game, you'll just have everything. That's the thing is, I don't play Halo to do that. I play Halo to be a bomb ass master chief that just goes around acting like a cool ass dude. Yeah, not. Oh, my Master Chief lost all of his gear and he has to go pick it all back up. I'm sorry. Well, like, like Metroid? <laughs> like, yeah. are you going to play Master Chief game? in the Metroidvania? Like, do I start Halo and the Grim Reaper comes and takes all my equipment away and says, oh, <laughs> fuck you and leaves? Well, didn't Castlevania basically do that? <laughs> yes, that's what I was referring okay, okay. to. Thing. I was, was going to say. The night when the Grim Reaper takes like shit and leaves. Oh, that was so good. Classic. Like, what a dick. That happened in Destiny. The cabal came and uh, took all your shit, all your exotics, everything. Dumped oh them right God. out. We got them all back, though. It's all good. You're about uh, to take all my belts them. away. And then Walker, <laughs> the belts are being removed. Oh, they're taking them out of the game? Belts are completely getting removed. <laughs> Why? Wait, so then how... So is it's, it like, are they... Wait, that's, that's weird. It's a cosmetic item. No, 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 no. It's not cosmetic. You can't see it. Oh, okay, yeah. So there's it, it served no function. They got rid of it to give us more inventory. That's all. Cool. It has. It's like a po- overall positive. Good. Good. If you can see it, then who gives a shit? Yeah. Was it just like a stat stick? Like, did it yep. have any stats? It had stats, but like you couldn't see it. So. Like, they, they thought about getting rid of one of the ring slots, and Yoshi P was like, people just, people like having the rings, because they look cool. So he got rid of belts instead. Are they doing anything to compensate for what stats you're going to lose on the belts? Like, are they adjusting mobs or whatever? Yeah. 
yeah, like for older content, um, that isn't balanced around not having a belt, you'll have a special buff called the the Epic Echo, which will make you stronger in older content to make up for it. I love that. Oh, that's 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 such a good idea. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking about. Like, that's a whole, that's like Argonians, I think, couldn't have shoes in one of the, uh, I think it was them, or maybe the Khajiit, they couldn't have shoes in in Elder Scrolls games. So they lost out on like a whole stat bar. So it was just like a bad thing to not have shoes in Oblivion. I think that's what it was was oblivion or maybe it was morrowind i, I would can't remember never, i would never play elder scrolls online but i want to just because there's a version of khajiit that are just little house cats that talk and wear little outfits and it's just a normal ass cat just sitting there with a little costume and talking seriously it's so good yeah, i think i think i've seen that yeah i i, pl- I played a, a just a drop of elder scrolls online when it first came out but i, I, I never got up, refused to, to play i was like nope I will if I play this game, I know what I do when I play MMOs and I will just fall into this hole and never leave. Yeah, it, it was a bit of that. And it was also a bit of like, this just feels like a shitty Elder Scrolls game. So like, mm, yeah, do I agree with that, too. Like, you can't do as much like I can't steal all the pillows. Well, I probably it, can. Exactly. I don't know. You can even be a vampire. You can now. Um, all right. Well, that's that's in the our very close to our chest games. Um, we're excited next week we will not be recording an episode I will say because Vegas also we're going to be as busy as we can I'm just playing that walker do nothing else yeah Uh, every instant that I'm not going to be uh, gambling or drinking heavily or seeing weirdly uh, very sparsely dressed people dancing and shimmying uh, I'll be trying to squeeze in some destiny Britney Spears are they still doing shows there i don't know i don't she think she is anymore because of no. all her going ons right now oh there's still some there's still this britney spears store i think you could buy clothes there that'd be that'd be cool i would i would wear a britney spears shirt i love britney Go get Hashtag a mug. For britney free um get a, yeah. get a mug that says it's britney bitch oh i'd love that <laughs> that'd be pretty uh, good. if we see a britney I'm spears sure store britney, i'm going my wife britney has that mug good <laughs> she should is it spelled the same her and britney no. spears no mm-hmm. I think it's A-Y for Britney Spears. I think. I don't remember. Don't call me out on it. <laughs> uh, email at, uh, at the trash mobcast on, at gmail.com. Uh, if, uh, no, you if, can just tweet at me. You know, if you want to have this fight, I'll fight you on Twitter. Tweet at Hollow Schematic. Uh, uh, yeah, there we go. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to Vegas. Uh, I'm very, very afraid. Um, I love Vegas so much. It's so fun. I have nothing but great stories from Vegas. My mom's family is from Vegas, so I actually have some family that I'm going to go visit for a little bit while I'm out there. Um, I'm not going to, ex- I guess I shouldn't say where we're going to be staying, uh, but we're, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I will say we're going to go to this. There's a uh, show called Absinthe that we're going to go to, uh, which is just supposed to, supposedly it's very raunchy and like people walk out because of how gross it is. And, uh, my friend is go- is coming with us and uh it, sh- it should be a pretty fun experience but yeah so um the most i guess the thing i'm afraid of the most uh is the plane obviously um it's just like a big airbus yeah, it's yeah. Easy. um my pro tip uh take full strength drama mean and pass the fuck out that's what i always do on the plane because hmm. you could just skip it if you're asleep the whole time you're right and i am I'm bringing a switch, which I don't know 
like if actually big hint chew gum when the plane takes off yes your ears get your ears yeah i lived in the mountains for a while so i'm more of that weird phenomenon but i imagine it's obviously way the fuck worse in the sky so yeah you can get little earplugs at like cvs that will help with that um i think it's just in the ear aisle like you just like put them in and they help keep the pressure Mm. with your ears fine I wonder if I should just stay up all night the night before because we're not we're not flying out until like Don't early do morning. That. No, do not do that. It is because the thing is like flying already sucks, mm-hmm. and like you want to feel as best as you can so you don't get on the plane and then feel like dog shit. Because here's what's gonna happen: you're gonna stay up all goddamn night. You're gonna get on the plane. And you're not gonna sleep. You feel <laughs> like hell. You're gonna be yeah. like, wow, I feel like complete dog shit, and I'm trapped in a big fucking tube in the air. <laughs> and the guy sitting next to me just shit himself. Wow, this is terrible. All right, solid advice. Immediately spiked up and uh, shot down on that one. Don't stay up <laughs> all night the night before. Ginger uh, ale. I I get motion sick on planes. I don't know if you get motion sick really easily, but get ginger ale while you're there. It's when it, okay. it is been scientifically proven that ginger ale is the beverage that tastes the best in airplanes because when you're up that high, it affects your taste buds. And for some reason, ginger ale is the only one that doesn't taste like shit when you're up that high. Interesting. Also, Ginger's pretty potent. Uh, just bring like a small snack so you don't have to buy airplane shit just specifically because it costs way too much money and you could just have a small thing that you bought for way too much money at one of the little like concession stands or something. Can you even legally do that? Or, or yeah, don't... get a granola bar or something. You just can't bring yeah, liquids. Yeah. Uh, liquids. Plus like once you're past the terminal, they don't care. Like once you're past the, like the, the check, like you get your bags checked and shit and then you go into the normal like terminal area Mm-hmm. And there's like convenience stores and all sorts of shit everywhere. Yeah. And you can just like walk into any one of them and just buy a snack and then go on the plane with your snack. Okay. And you can Mostly, buy it like a bottled drink too. Yeah. And it's just like After you get those TSA. Things. Yeah. And you get all that stuff and you just go on the plane. Like I'll usually buy like a bag of candy or something just so that I have it on the plane. I don't have to worry about buying a bunch of shit on the plane and then sitting there with all my garbage in my lap. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, those are, those are all very good tips. Are there, is there, you can still order booze in the sky, can't you? Yeah. It's it depends, actually. But, but yeah. it depends on the flight. It depends on yeah. how long the flight is. You can ask. If you're like, they're like, here's your complimentary peanuts. And you're like, yo, you got any booze on this plane? And they're like, <laughs> I guess we could give you some booze on the plane if you really it's need gonna it. It's going to be like 6.30 in the morning, but and I it's guess. It's going to be. It's could be nothing. It's could be like a teeny tiny like little sample bottle or they'll give you like a little tiny cup and give you like just the littlest amount. That's just that's what they drops do. Just of beer, sir. Just they're buy like, a bottle drink at the convenience store there. Okay. Yeah, they're like, here's half a bottle of a mini sampler of Tito's. You can drink <laughs> that and it costs you $15. Yikes. Okay. All right. So don't show up drunk to the airport then. Uh, because oh, no, then you can I'll be as drunk ex- as you want it to the airport. Like, if you want to get plastered on the way there, nothing's stopping you, bud. Well, that's the thing is you want to show up and feel as good as possible. Because what if I get sick and then I'm just throwing up whiskey all over the plane? There's a barf bag. I've used it before. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> it was embarrassing. The only time I've ever been uh, motion sick was when we were out on a boat. We went uh, for a bachelor party. We went fishing. 
and it was early morning and we were still drunk from the night before and I got motion sick. But I think that was my fault. I don't know that it was my equilibrium's fault. So yeah, Vegas scared. I uh, uh, very afraid of playing, but uh, we'll we'll live. So Psychonauts is cool as shit. Have you guys played it? Nope, but I want to. No, it's like I feel like I've got enough friends that love Psychonauts that I can just listen to them be excited about it. But I've never really been into the Psychonauts games. I tried though, just not my thing. I um I haven't played a mascot uh platformer in a very long time. Except for um, when I got the PlayStation and I played Astro. Um, that was pretty fun. Um, and Psychonauts feels like, a, man, it just feels so good to play. Um, and it looks great. I'm playing it on the Series X. It's on Game Pass. Uh, playing on the Series X and you can adjust it to 120 frames per second. Which, wow. you know, I wouldn't think that you'd need, obviously. But, man, is it nice and buttery and smooth. But, um yeah i played that today for the first time i watched uh, uh another skill up uh mention of me but uh i watched uh his review on it and it made me want to play it because like i haven't played like you know kind of fuck mario uh like you know i have a switch that i just got like like this year and i could play a mario game but i mean i've played i've played so many mario games um can't john made a face like 3D Mario games are like the shit. They're so yeah. good. I played Mario 64. Odyssey's good. really good. Yeah. Odyssey is really, really fun. Um, is that the one where you can go to New York? Yeah. Yes. You throw your hat around. Uh, hmm. I recommend the new, oh God, what's it called? Ukulele, like the side scrolling one. That hmm. one's really good. Like, don't play the first game. The second one, uh, it's like the impossible layer, I think. You can, I heard I, that was good. It's great. I definitely recommend it if you want like another like platformer collectathon kind of game. Even though that one's yeah. not 3D. I'm and... down. I'm down to play whatever, uh, barring that I have the time to do it. Um, Psychonauts is just super fucking cool, though. It's all based on like telekinesis and the brain. It's a, it's a whole game about a bureau about the brain, and uh, I'm in like I'd say the first. I don't even know. First eighth of the game I've gotten done. I, I just beat a boss, like a, a big story boss, and it was fun. Um, and I'm probably going to keep that going, but uh, I, I would not have played. I would not have bought this without, or, you know, on its own without Game Pass. Um, and uh, I, I might have to because I'm having so much fun with it. And so, like, I might just have to start buying these uh, where I, I was not before. Like I, I haven't bought, I, ne- I, I never bought, uh, uh, what's the one that just came out? Ratchet and Clank. Uh, and you're having a, you're having a pig and shit time with that one. Aren't you Heather? I, I just beat it and it's fantastic. I have, I'm about to platinum it. I only have a few trophies left to get. Like that's how much I liked it. It was really wow. good. Yeah. So I mean like, why am I not doing that? You know, <laughs> like yeah. the mas- mascot, uh, platformers are so much fun. Uh, it's just like i forgot i've been shooting aliens for 20 years <laughs> so like no, it's fun no. to just hop back into like those kinds of games it's like a whole genre i just was not engaging with you can still shoot aliens in ratchet and clank they're there yeah. and you can collect stuff as a cute little mascot character that's like me in uh, rts games i always think about playing them because i love them so much i just i feel like i should go back and play them again i have red alert yeah. the remaster and I just keep thinking I should play it. I'm like, oh. yeah, but I have so much magic gathering to play. <laughs> oh my God. 
I have so many friends that are addicted to that right now. Oh, it's so good. It's it's so so good. Like I can't even I can't even go into how much I've played Magic. Like I literally play probably ten matches a day. Well, wow. Jesus. Um, Psychonauts Two is also a Game of the Year candidate. I still have yet to read anything on the Game of the Year stuff. I straight up like just. Game of the year to me seems so silly because like all these games are coming out right now and none of them will be contenders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, well, it, it, I think I said it last episode, but I think that this year's interesting just because there were no like really super big games. So we have like a really cool and unique year in terms of games that got nominated. But I do feel like Deathloop may have been pity chosen as the big triple a game to just kind of slap into every category like i mean i'm sure it's a fine game i just haven't i haven't heard anything about it i, I don't know anyone that played it but Death apparently loop? it's yeah death loop like it, yeah. it feels like they kind of just put it into every category because they didn't have a really big triple a big budget game to slap into everything like last of us was last year yeah yeah it's it just feels like you know everything was pushed out to a certain period so obviously they had to just decide on what they had and they're like oh well Deathloop was really good and don't like i've heard plenty of people that love death loop but again to what you were saying it's like oh it feels like it's just in there because it was like the only triple a yeah like i'm sure it's a fine game like i've heard nothing bad about it but it just hasn't really generated like all the hype i would typically expect of the big ass triple a nominated for every category like i i was gonna say also it seems like triple a right now is kind of the wet fart territory with <laughs> yeah. call of duty and battlefield mm. doing incredibly bad um i do want to get into call of duty and battlefield let's go ahead and go run down the list real quick um we got death loop it takes two metroid dread psychonauts 2 ratchet and clank and Resident Evil Village. Um, kind of a murderer's row, now that I think of it. Um, especially those last... I don't know. What What do you guys think? Who's winning this one? Resident Evil, Metroid, and Deathloop. I, yeah. I voted for Metroid Dread. I would be happy... I mean, even if Metroid doesn't win, which I am not expecting it to, I would be fine with Resident Evil or Ratchet & Clank as well. Like, honestly, anything in the category would be fine there's no game i i think was bad on that list like i was excited to see it takes two on there like i thought that it was nice to see like a smaller game chosen like i think like celeste was on there like a few years ago they've been a little better about including some smaller games in the game awards which is good but i'm hoping for metroid but it's okay if it doesn't win i i have my problems with the game awards when they do this kind of stuff especially when like those games are on there when again like halo's coming out like this means that halo will not be on game of the years next year so it's like would halo have won or forza like yeah i mean the same is happening to n walker the same happened to the demon souls remake which i thought was fantastic but it it got left out because it had such a late release and obviously it wasn't included in this year I think Endwalker 2, it's just more of the same game. Yeah, I, mean, I, would, I would argue that the expansions to Final Fantasy 
do something that probably no other game does with their expansions. Definitely, yeah, but it's like, the same but... skew, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's not like a huge deal. It, it doesn't need to be nominated for Game of the Award or Game of the Year or anything because we're we're nominated for Best Community and Best uh, Ongoing. You're gonna win that. Definitely yeah. gonna win that. <laughs> I hope so. But um, it's funny. The only one of these this these games that i've played extensively which i have not played it extensively is psychonauts so i guess i'd vote for psychonauts but i th- i i i'm kind of pulling for metroid dread i think it's a i think it's got the best um uh, i don't want to call it a rags to riches story but it's it's like it took so long and everyone loves it so much and yeah i don't know i think it's good yeah sing like as a lifelong metroid fan the has always been into Metroidvanias, just seeing a 2D Metroid game sitting there potentially winning a Game of the Year award is a pretty huge deal to me because it's like, especially like, you don't see two games getting, 2D games getting love at all, like at the Game Awards, people only, you saw it when like Metroid Dread came out, people were like, it's a 2D game, I'm not gonna pay $60 for it. It's like, <laughs> no, shut up, you're stupid. <laughs> Uh, with the brief yeah. bit I've played it, it's it does 2D so good. Like, mm-hmm. it, it you know, like it, when that thing is walking up on you and like they kind of do like little 3D like cutaways. Like, it's so cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm pulling for Metroid Dread. Um, I even I even think that it probably will win. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not optimistic. I think it'll be. I think my, uh, Resident Evil has the best chance because it's on so many platforms. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say maybe. it has to do with multiple platforms. More people can vote for it. That's why I'm thinking it's going to be Deathloop. It's going to be Deathloop. No, it would be Metroid, Deathloop, Resident Evil. Yeah, I'd say that's a good one. That's uh, good predictions. Okay, Game of the Year award bullshit can suck it now. We'll see what happens and uh, we'll move along. Um, um, real quick before we move along, I do want to say it will be cool if Resident Evil wins, just because a horror game winning would be really cool. That's oh, for true. Sure. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's another genre that uh, probably gets the short shrift, and I uh, I believe that that Village was pretty pretty well regarded in all aspects of that. So yeah, hopefully, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's get into Titanfall before we we dunk on uh, battlefield and call of duty and stuff um oh, sure. so titanfall is being uh respawn is removing it from digital stores um and is that the whole story uh yeah that's it well there's been a ton of problems like i don't know if you guys have looked into the titanfall community like i started recently playing it again and titanfall both one and two kept repeatedly being taken offline uh, by people hacking into something having to do with Titanfall, their servers, their backend, something where they kept getting in and DDoS attacking the entire network because they were trying to voice their opinion that they should announce Titanfall 3. Mm. That's the wrong way to do it. Yes, And they were trying to push them to stop making so much Apex Legends stuff and to focus on Titanfall. So stop making hack- money! So they were hacking into their servers <laughs> and doing all this dumb stuff. And I think that what they're doing is they're making the choice to take Titanfall 1 down so that they can stabilize Titanfall 2 so people stop hacking it. So I don't think they're taking this offline because they've 
they wanted to do it. I think they're doing it because they have to. Yeah. But I think there's an they, exploit in Titanfall 1 that they just can't close. Can't you, like, not even buy the game anymore is more my concern. Yeah. So the, they're going to take the game off the stores so you can't buy it anymore. And they're also removing it from any passes as well. So, like, EA Pass or my Xbox Pass, anything like that, you will not be able to redeem it again. Oh, game companies are definitely reminding me that I made the right decision with getting a, a PS5 that has a disk drive in it. <laughs> the problem is even discs don't work all the time. Like, look I at know, the but They got to check in with... Uh, yeah, they got to check in with the home base, and if, it, if, they, if there's nothing to ping back, then it doesn't work. I'm sure someone out there will find a way around it. Not Warframe, Warhog. I was going to say, I don't know that there's ever been a Warframe disc. but uh, There definitely was at some point. Was there? Yeah. I don't know. There was a Destiny 2 disc. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I don't have, uh, I, I did get the, uh, the disc version of a PS5 too. Um, and I, I don't know why. Like I, I, I could have done digital because I bought one PS4 two ps4 games to play on it that had a disc and i bought one of them digitally so i didn't have to hear the disc spinning in the machine it's <laughs> very loud it's, isn't it it's so fucking loud that it's just not worth doing to me i, I bought <laughs> it was final fantasy 7 i bought it again digitally so i own the physical copy and the digital copy of that game um, the first Christ. time i loaded up my my ps5 i was like oh god is there something wrong with it and i was i like googled it and i was like oh it's just supposed to be that loud when you have a disc in it it's so stupid, and it's I'm never gonna buy a disc again because of that. So I might as well have gotten a digital edition. But yeah, I mean, it sucks that digital library. I think we've we've had a bit of the conversation that digital libraries are scary because they can just be swooped out from under yeah, you. I do think that the Titanfall thing is not the same argument because I don't think they're taking Titanfall down, Titanfall one down because they don't want to host the servers anymore. I think this is specific I think this is specifically to do with there is an exploit that's hitting their servers, they have to take them offline. So they're just going to turn it to peer-to-peer connections and just remove it from their service. Isn't the definitive experience Titanfall 2 anyway? Depends like- on how you feel. Like I would say that Titanfall 1 has a certain experience to it that's just not the same. Titanfall 2 is more like, it's kind of like when you played Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1 versus Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. They're very much a similar style game, but there's just a cleanness about the first game that you just don't get in the second game. And Titanfall is really, really like that. Yeah. That came out the same year as Destiny 1, I think, because that was the game I played right before Destiny. Yep. Yeah. And I never played Titanfall 2, which I to your chagrin. I remember the, uh, the really crazy shader from E3 that I went home and redeemed on my console and then saw it was like $400 on eBay and felt like an idiot. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that sucks, uh, Respawn, you jerks. Um, but I guess it makes sense. Um. So Battlefield and Call of Duty here, uh, you want to introduce this topic, John? Call of Duty and Battlefield have kind of been these series staples for a long time. We've had these games every year, and we've seen things like Fortnite and even Destiny to a certain degree. 
uh, instead of releasing multiple titles, they release battle passes and they iterate on their content going forward. Destiny mm. is a great example of the fact that they're changing their whole engine in the middle of their game. They announced Destiny 2 as a game that was going to be like a three to five year life cycle, and now we're far beyond that at this point. And Call of Duty has no reason that they can't release their multiplayer platform in the same kind of structure. Uh, one of my favorite Call of Duty games before I stopped playing them was uh, Black Ops 3. We played that game so much. And it was sort of the precursor to Overwatch with their uh, hero systems. It was really, really, really fun and really well made. And they could have just kept on adding content to that game. We would have kept on playing it. And it's like if they were able to swap out rosters for Madden, like sort of the same thing. Yeah. You just pay like a $30 thing to swap and maybe do an engine fix or whatever. Or just go into a different hopper. Yeah. Like there's a million things they could do to rectify the situation that they just don't do. And obviously Warzone is the definition of that because the Warzone client is the same goddamn game every single time. Yep. So since it came out till now, you play Warzone and then you play whatever the new Call of Duty game is. And like Halo, Halo Infinite, like their multiplayer structure is probably just going to be the multiplayer structure going forward. Yep. That's the reason why 343 is super crazy about fixing everything and getting people really into this because that's just how Halo is going to be. I don't even think we'll get another Halo multiplayer that's not just part of the infinite package. I don't think so either. I think that is, I think you're right that uh, that is going to be going forward the multiplayer experience of Halo, which, uh, by the way, uh, once you're done with that, I do want to do a quick uh, uh, update about the EXP changes. We didn't, we didn't talk sure. about that yet. Yeah, absolutely. But, the thing with Battlefield and Call of Duty is that they keep releasing these games every year and they have to redo everything and they have to make it everything like more dramatic or change something or whatever. And it just doesn't work. I've seen like, like literal like videos of Battlefield three with like the Levolution stuff that they announced and incredibly amazing, cool ass things like the building collapsing or something happening. And it looks really fucking cool. And then you see the new battlefield and it's just a fucking train wreck. Yeah. Thank you again for introducing me to Dunky so I could watch that video. Heather. <laughs> it's so, so good. good. <laughs> but there's just, there's so many things they could have done better. I'm not going to sit here and say that I could have done a better job than they could. Absolutely not. They're the most, some of the, t- the developers behind these games are some of the most talented people in the whole world. But the problem is that when they're given an impossible deadline and an impossible goal that they have to make, you're not going to hit it. Yeah. And I, I'm learning a lot of stuff about projects and how you manage projects and pipe and, you know, development pipelines. And you can see all of the problems that are very apparent with these kinds of games and what's going on, like between the work from home environments and everything else that's going on. It's, I'm not surprised that battlefield is a a burning train wreck. I'm yeah. not surprised that people don't want to play Call of Duty anymore. They also went back to World War II. People were so burned out on <laughs> that idea. Yeah. Because they'd done it for so long. And then they just went, like, my most, after uh, Black Ops 3, Advanced Warfare was super fun. It was really cool. And it was a whole change on the concept of the game. It was a lot like, it was a lot like Titanfall. Call of Duty Titanfall, Titanfall, yeah. Exactly. 
and they were iterating on what they did. And then they went back to boots on their whole thing, boots on the ground. Like, you know what? Fuck you. That shit sucks. <laughs> like, you need I'm to always down. iterate or die. And I'm always down for some, some modern warfare Call of Duty. That is my jam for Call of Duty. Always has been. Yeah. Like, I'll, like the, the base game of Warzone is good. I just hate, but I, I can't fuck with Battle Royales that hard unless I'm, like, just throwing down with friends. But that's my favorite Call of Duty experience is that. I, I don't like Black Ops games very much, and I... I sure as hell and not playing world war two games. So like, it's just not interested. But when modern warfare two comes out or it's yeah, it would be modern warfare two. When the new version of that game comes out, I'll probably play it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not interested in going back to world war two. So this, I mean, I just think we're going to see a huge dip every time. Uh, Cause I, I don't think I'm, I bought cold you know, war, cold war and I hated it. Same. Like, I genuinely wanted to love it. I played it with a bunch of my friends and I liked the what I played for the beta. So I bought the full game. I bought the collector's edition. The one that was like a hundred bucks digital with all the content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I got into the game and I like, played the campaign and I was like, this fucking game sucks. I still didn't even play the campaign and I gen- genuinely enjoy the, you know, uh, the expendables style like fast and furious call of duty games because there's just yeah. it's dumb fun and it's great i still have not got around to doing it i, I probably will though uh well, <laughs> who am i kidding i don't know that i'll ever have time to do it but i own it so the option's there for me to do it one day um yeah we're we're getting a little bit close to the deadline so let's let's go ahead and move past that real quick and just finish up here with the halo experience so um halo multiplayer uh the battle pass is complete garbage with uh like it's just the endless treadmill of playing games uh and not getting rewarded for it um with uh moving the battle pass along uh and they have done a couple of things to adjust that one of the things was post game rewards uh, every game rewards you 50 experience points which it's about a thousand to progress a, a level on the battle pass um what they've done recently uh to sort of fix that is that every day uh you get a daily reset and your first through your sixth game give you bonus experience they give you a lot i've heard you can get gain up to like six levels of the pass per day uh it's first game 300 experience second 200 third 200 fourth game 100 moving on down to seventh, which that's when it reverts back to the 50 experience per day. So they're, they're doing a little bit of work on trying to level that out because I think they were just throwing it out there. Like, Hey, let's see if we can get away with it. Uh, making people like want the gear and the battle pass so bad that they'll just pay for level skips or whatever. And then the community railed and they had to fix it. So here's the thing. Keep railing community. I guess I keep thinking back to this. We're not playing halo infinite launch version we're playing the beta and yeah no we are we are playing a beta it is a absolute beta technically it's a beta and and here's the other thing to that if this game had gone into beta and they were playing with the review people that were playing this because i feel like this was originally intended for reviewers and it got pushed into a we're going to release it for everyone i'm willing to bet these same criticisms would have hit them from reviewers and they would have still made these changes maybe not as drastically 
But I think that this kind of change would have already happened naturally in the development life cycle of the game through the review process. But mm-hmm. that process was eliminated and didn't even happen. So there was never any criticism of what the past would have been because no publications were ever able to talk to 343 because there was no early access of it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, they they did do that with the campaign. Um, so, uh, and I don't know if that released day and date. It released at the same time because there was a glitch that happened that I saw some rumors floating around that there was an issue where... Um, when they gave everyone access to infinite, it gave them access to the full campaign as well. And they're like, Ooh, pull that, pull that, pull that. Well, even when they did the, the technical flights, uh, they were able to data mine story content from that build of the game. So scary, man, scary to start to do anything early (laughs) with your game. Um, and that's, that's pretty much all we got for today. Unless you two have anything else you wanted to add. No, that's it. <laughs> no, I'm hoping the stuff with the government regulations and bots gets destroyed. Well, they destroy bot people so people can get more hardware, you know. Yeah, I would love to get a new PC. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually about to build a PC for my mom, I think. So, which, by the way, uh, I don't know how to even build a PC that's not a gaming PC. <laughs> oh, I can totally so, do that in 10 seconds for you. That's like the easiest. I do that every day for work. Is it so, just a not not a graphics card? Like we'll the, the rest we'll, of it? We'll, you, we'll talk you about have it to have one. But... There's a bunch of stuff to it. She doesn't need a graphics card, though. She's fine. Okay. That's it, then. That has been episode 13. Uh, the anticipation special, we'll call it. Every episode is going to be special from now on. It is a special of some sort. Uh, we, again, we will not be uh, having an episode next week because we will be deep in our games of choice or in the city of sin thank you thank you for listening um uh follow us on twitter at trash mobcast uh i am at brandon the bard uh you guys want to give your twitters should we do that now oh schematic y'all know okay angie nisio excellent uh those will also be uh put into the show notes so if you wanted to just do a Click on, click on through the show notes. We can uh, link link you right there to our Twitters. But anyway, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Uh, this has been episode 13. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Wish me luck. Please, please. You'll be fine. <laughs>